It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It's 8 o'clock, and it is time for episode 285 of the Ron and Brian podcast, the last Ron and Brian podcast of 2023, as we are now just a mere four hours away from the new year. Brian, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, we we took off for the uh, the Christmas Eve weekend, so it's been two weeks since our last episode. Uh, how the hell are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great, Ron. I am doing splendid. Listen, New Year's Eve, this has always been the most important holiday for me. Um, you know, a lot of people say for them it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. Others say it's Veterans Day or Juneteenth. While still yet others will sit there and say that it is Diwali or perhaps Memorial Day or President's Day or anywho. But um, New Year's Eve is always the, you know, it's the way I look at it is this. It is the ultimate turning of the page, looking at a fresh sheet of paper and saying, what will the new year bring me? Um, We still have a few hours left in 2023 to accomplish some of our resolutions that we um, jotted down 12 months ago. Um, I'm not ready to give up yet. I think I'm going to hit the gym at least once this year. Still got a couple hours. May happen. May not. We'll see. Um, just had a gigantic meal, heavy pot roast. Um, <laughs> feeling that it's just uh, it's something's going to have to happen um, in the next four hours. But uh, just excited that I will spend one of my final hours of 2023 looking at you, Ron. Well, it's it's the feeling is mutual. Not only getting to, to look at you, but getting to spend uh, with our friends, you members of the audience we appreciate you joining us for all of these 285 episodes with at least 285 more to come in the uh, in the following years would you agree brian absolutely we're not quitting you know everyone showing no so signs people down. so many people actually we slowed down last week by not doing an episode <laughs> those were the holidays you know it was it was a sacrifice that you and i were willing to make so that everybody was able to spend christmas eve with their families and loved ones and um, you know, I don't think we got enough credit for that. Uh, some people, I heard some grumblings, some grumblings over on the uh, in the Discord um, and also on the Reddit. Yeah, um, Reddit was was well, t- Reddit is tough in, in general, but even more so uh, last week. There were some accusations that we were taking the week off just because we were being lazy, but that's not the case. It was, you know, it, we were sacrificing a, an episode so that our, um, our our fans across the world could spend Christmas Eve with their loved ones. There you go. Well, let's give the fans what they want. And what they want, Brian, is drink of the week. 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 Drink so, Ryan, what is your final drink of the week for 2024, our year of the Lord? Maybe your Lord. I like the Antichrist. Um, right. I'm going with a beer Ooh. that it was just recently smuggled through U.S. Customs. Hobgoblin. Ruby Ale. That's right, Ron. 
I decided that no American beer would be good enough for me this week. So this week, I'm drinking Legendary. This distinct ruby beer, sweet caramel. Hold on, let me show this to you so you can see exactly how dark we're going this week. Oh, that's Sweet caramel, fruity aromas. Mm, It teases the taste buds. Brewed with smooth and rich chocolate and crystal malts with a blend of Fuggles and Styrian Golding hops. Bet you never had those fucking hops. Hey, Ron. Um, Expect a delicious, full-body toffee flavor with a fruity finish of figs, raisins, and dates. Hobgoblin. Four different. It's like uh, it's like fruitcake in a cup almost. Not only in a cup, but in a custom Ron and Brian podcast glass. How is that, Brian? Wasn't that hold up, wasn't that your nickname in college, fruitcake? Not nice. It's hurtful. Hurtful on this final day of the year. Mm. I mean, we're just two hours and three hours and fifty-five minutes away from the new year, and you're being hurtful. This is a delicious <laughs> beverage. God All damn, right. I'm gonna love this. I'm loving this beer. Um, thank God it comes in this gigantic. Um, uh, it's it's going to be a milliliter, so I wouldn't even be able to tell you how much. <laughs> it's 500 milliliters, Ron. They don't even do the the, the metric system here. We don't yeah. even understand it. Don't even understand it. Hobgoblin. Can not even tell you what that equates to. Thank you to friend of the show, James Kearns, for making this recommendation. Um, we appreciate it. All right. Very nice. Ron. Yes. Ron. Yes, sir. Ron. My friend, what, what can I do for you? Uh, so I also... Him. I went across the pond also uh, for my final drink of the week to celebrate the year, uh, to celebrate the co- the podcast, but more importantly, Brian, to celebrate friendship. Uh, it's a little Macallan 12. Normally you are the, uh, the whiskey drinker, uh, but this is obviously a Highland single malt scotch whiskey exclusively matured and selected sherry oak cask. From Jerez, Spain. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. You are the uh, the Spanish master there. Um, broke out the big rock, the big globe, which uh, chills it nicely. And so uh, having a Ooh, decent a nice size, decent size pour of the Macallan 12. Ron, we call that a home pour. You're not going to get a pour like that in a bo- t- It's. I mean, you know Macallan 12 as well as I do. Um, it is. Mm-hmm. It's a great bottle. It's smooth. Uh, you get that that taste of caramel on the tongue. Um, just very good stuff here. Hold on. I'm gonna Do, take another one. Sip. Do another one. Do another mm. one. Mm. So, you know, you got to be uh, you got to be drunk by midnight. Um, so that's all I'm saying. Well, you are getting a good rush in because that's going to happen. So we're, we're, we're getting word that uh, 500 milliliters is 16 ounces, but that looks bigger than a, a 16 ounce bottle. It's certainly not a 12. I would say it's probably close to 16. Um, But uh, it's good. And it's really tasty. Um, So I think uh, I I wish I had smuggled in a couple more of these. By the way, it's actually 16.907. So using current mathematics, we would round that up to 17 ounces. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say this. As somebody who has recently traveled internationally... It is shockingly easy to go through customs. Um, have you've traveled? You've got you've you've taken the lady on uh, some very fantastical international trips this year. Um, did anybody go through your bags? Uh, no. So basically, you know, and again, maybe it's because we checked our bags, but even the carry-ons, um, they didn't really seem concerned over. Um, I think no. it's because they really like it used to be a much lower dollar amount that you could bring into the country. 
before having to declare it. And they, mm -hmm. they raise that amount. Um, I want to say it's like, it's in the thousands now. Like it's a ridiculous amount that you have to claim coming through. Yeah. And I think, I think they just, they, I, I mean, they never really did a great job of, of checking it. Like I will tell you, like in the late nineties, I was coming back from Cancun and these two women were in front of me and they had stopped at the duty free shop at the airport. And they literally had two bags, sacks with handles of alcohol, like at least three or four in each bag. And the mm -hmm. customs officer sees them, sees them carrying these bags and says to them, ladies, anything to declare today? And they both looked him dead in his eyes, right in his ocular cavities and said, nope, nothing to declare. And he just waved him through. That's the way to do it. That's in the, the meantime, I it. brought back like a Cuban cigar and like, took the pains of like wrapping it in five layers of clothing and sticking it in the middle of my luggage sure. to get it into the country sure. when I could have just sure. literally been smoking it and walking through customs. Correct. Correct. You could have been smoking it arm in arm with Fidel Castro and, just, <laughs> and wave to the customs agent. Yeah. I was literally surprised that the, um, that as you are, uh, after you pick up your luggage, you go through uh, immigration and it is, they, they, there is nobody stopping you. There's not even a line. You know, I remember, uh, the first time I went international, I guess that was when I went to Acapulco. I remember coming back there. Literally, you had to wait on a line and they were, you know, they were going through most people's bags. But now you just I, I could have I could have walked in with a frightening amount of drugs, which I well, really I, think nowadays is really what they're trying to stop more than, yeah. than money or anything else. I mean, they've really monetized the security level at the uh, at the airports. I mean, you can you can pay Ooh. for TSA pre-check, which is an amazing investment, uh, or Clear. I think they both do the same thing, except Clear you can use Yankee Stadium and whatnot. And you have the can World I Travel Pass, which is TSA pre-check internationally, which I believe you have. Correct? It's called Global Entry here. That's right. what it's called. I will say this to you: when we got off the plane in lovely, lovely Newark, New Jersey. Um, thanks to those kind folks at United for flying us back and across the pond. Um, when we got into the uh, immigration uh, run by our, 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 our great friends over at the TSA, we were looking at probably an hour, hour and a half line, regardless of whether you had an American passport or coming from as a tourist with a foreigner's passport. There was a um, one sign said global entry. Literally, we followed it. Turned around to go into that line, two people. Yeah. We were out within, I would say, four minutes while um, we had heard uh, somebody else say that this line was somewhere between 60 to 90 minutes for non-global entry. So people, um, I think it's 100 bucks for a couple of years. As long as you've not committed crimes or whatnot and you do plan on going international, please do yourself a favor, get global entry. Um, yeah, I mean, even and, and Billy says he could use clear to get into Madison Square Garden. I don't think it's worth paying for since I don't do lots of travel. I will tell you, it is what TSA pre-check is five years for eighty five dollars. TSA, Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's definitely that. But TSA is for um, domestic travel. Right. There's no reason not to do it. There's like no if you take one trip, it. if you take mm -hmm. one trip every year, um, like yeah. there is in, in Philly airport, there is one security area in terminal C that's just TSA pre-check. And if like sure. you go to terminal A, terminal B, it's a shit show. Even if I'm flying on a terminal A, I will go to terminal C. I will walk through security in five minutes and then just walk over to, to terminal A. Can we talk white suburban privilege for a moment? <laughs> because Ron, 
Um, TSA PreCheck and, and Global Entry, those are for people who have never committed a crime before, um, who have never had instances in the law, never smuggled drugs or whatnot. Um, you, you know, not everybody has lived such a privileged existence as you have. Maybe some of us have had some run-ins with the law. Maybe we don't have the option to do TSA PreCheck. Um, maybe the government wants to go through our stuff. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, you're traveling with two flashlights usually, so I can understand why the government would want to go through your bags. I get it. In the meantime, uh, let's not dilly dally. Let's get to beef of the week. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian. What's bothering you this week? First, my hair. I mean, Jesus, I need a haircut. I will be getting a haircut on uh, Tuesday when I go back to work because I like to – ooh, something just came flying out of my head as I went like a little piece of dust or something. Um, I was supposed to get a haircut last week. Didn't happen. Um, what is my beef of the week is um, – this is going to sound self-serving, and I do not want it to come across that way. Um, it is people um, – this week – uh, who don't remember that we have a web store. Um, I know that, uh, you know, we talk about it, but still today, some people do not know that we're selling merch. Um, if you go to our website, ronandbrianpodcast.com, click on the link in the upper right-hand corner. Um, not the one that says become a patron, but if you want to, you can go there. Uh, but click the one that says store. I traveled overseas last week. Um uh, literally was bombarded in, you know, wherever I went um, in London, whether I was in Piccadilly Circus, Circle, Piccadilly Circle, whether I was in Canary Wharf, Canary Wharf, depending on how people would sit there and be like, are you Brian from the Ron and Brian podcast? I was like, yes, 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 please all sign. And as I would sign, they'd be like, listen, we want merch. I was like, what are you talking about? We want merch. We have merch. Right. Go to the web store. We have shot glasses. Look at these lovely shot Look at that. These things don't break. Quality. You know, you want a you want a lapel pin? People have said, oh, I would love a lapel pin to just show just how much I love the show. Here, here you go. Ron lapel pin. This is co coffee nook Ron lapel pin. But you want more Ron? Oh, that's right. We got more Ron. We have corporate Ron headshot magnets. How many do you want? I we've got a whole slew of them. Look at this. Look at this beautiful. We got so many runs. By the too. way, by the way, I have I have one of these in my office, um, so that when I do a, a Microsoft Teams call in the background, you just see like you see like the, the number of people in my office who are like, "Who's that behind you up on the wall?" I'm like, "That's my friend Ron," and I pulled this up. It's, <laughs> it's wonderful. You want a keychain, people? We've got keychains. These are all on our web store. Feel free. Some people want to wear these as 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 earrings. You know, people in the aisles. We're like, ooh, la, la, la. But most, what else do we have? We've got stickers, more stickers than you know what to do with. Um, somewhere down here, we even have magnets. Look at this. Magnets. We have coasters. I um, think those were limited edition. We, we, we should be running them. And, um, and we have hats also. We have hats. So, so I don't want to hear people coming up to me saying, I want to buy some merch. I want to support the Ron and Brian podcast. How do I get some Ron and Brian podcast swag? Um, I just don't know what to do. Go to our website, ronandbrianpodcast.com slash store. You can purchase your goods 
right there. That's my beef of the week. All right. And also, valid- we have limited edition. These were these we sold out of uh, very quickly. If you missed the opportunity to get your Ron and Brian podcast drink of the week pint glass, you missed out on that. Get on it. Well, we could probably do a special order at some point if if there is enough nice. uh, if there's enough demand for it. To say it's the least. A fucking good beer, Ron. Yes. What's bothering you? Uh, so my my beef this week is with uh, my local Facebook pay it forward page. Um, as you know, oh. you and I are both very, I would say, generous uh, to a fault, sure. benevolent, uh, yeah. kind. You know, we we give, we give until it hurts. Um, so uh, one project that we have been working on this past week is is cleaning up. Uh, I cleaned up my office. It's much neater in here. Uh, we cleaned out the basement. We cleaned out a lot of the storage areas. We had a lot of stuff, just stuff that we just weren't using anymore. So we said somebody can get use out of this material, whatever it is, and just try to, to give it away. And and so you put up a post and you know people say, oh, I'll come pick it up. And then you you say, all right, it's going to be out waiting for you. And they never come pick it up. It's always, oh, you know, I, I had to go to work today. I didn't realize I had to work today. Uh, and then it's like oh. just the simple process of trying to give free stuff away over the last few days was was almost mm-hmm. a full-time job. Um, and, and so what ends oh. up happening? Stuff just ends up getting thrown away anyway because oh, people like claim stuff and then never come get it. So that's my beef, Brian, is uh, if you're going to get something from Pay It Forward, Brian, make sure you actually go get it. Now, when you you do you, you take deeper sip, deeper sip, my friend. I'm you good. Want, I'm pacing you, myself. Mm, don't don't pace yourself. Let's have a sloppy, <laughs> sloppy. Um, I don't. I want to see you black out. I want to see. I want you. I want Ron blacked. When was the last time you blacked out? Ooh. Uh probably vacation. When Just we more- were down in down in Putacana. that was you know there was there was some drinking going on. Really well done, my friend. Well done. Like um. I was going to say, I've had some good experiences with my local um, buy nothing, pay it forward group. Um, I've given away a couple of things recently, some uh, uh, moving materials. Okay. Uh, You know, we, uh, the lady and I recently relocated ourselves to um, lovely, lovely Bergen County, Hudson County. I know Billy's going to correct me because it just, he, he, it's not going to be pretty. Um, But we had tons of packing materials and whatnot. That um, I put up on the uh, my local group, uh, a couple uh, immediately uh, the number of people reaching out to say, "Oh, can I help?" Um, recently gave away a um, instant pot, not an instant pot, an air fryer. Had a very That's small nice. personal size. I had a personal right. size air fryer. Worked great just for me, for me. But uh, now that I'm with the lady, we wanted to kind of expand, so we upgraded on uh, Black Friday and. Um, Got one of those horizontal. I mean, it's not one of those bougie ones, which has the camera inside and the screen on the outside. So you can actually watch your bacon um, uh, just uh, cook um, using a just electronic. I mean, we don't need that kind of level. But no. uh, so I, I gave that away. Uh, people very interested um, showed up and picked it up. So uh, it, it is a good feeling not to throw, just throw stuff out for no reason, yeah. but to exactly. uh, you know pass it on to somebody else. Um it's a shame that people in your area are not picking stuff up. Um, you know, however, I would say if I also lived in, uh, you know, in the same area where Bill Cosby was, um, you, uh, you, you know, tread prowling, 
doing his prowling. I would be afraid of taking anything <laughs> anybody in that area was just handing off to me because I'd be a little nervous. I will say uh, that somebody had listed something on Pay It Forward and, and it made me think of, uh, of you. It was, I want to say it was like a new pack of like uh, pancake mix. And they were like, okay. oh, just made a batch of pancakes. And uh, yeah, it wasn't a huge fan of, of it was like it was, uh, I forget what the brand was, but they were like, oh, you know, didn't quite like it. So who, who wants this open box of pancake mix? And, I'm, and I automatically thought back to you and I'm like, this person is trying to kill us. <laughs> like 100%. I guarantee you yes. that box is rat poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you'd be insane to take that. Absolutely <laughs> insane. In like, I just, like, like I, I'm sure, like, and some people are like, "Hey, I love pancakes. Let me go get the let's let me get the death cakes off of you." You don't like them that much, Ron. Moving yeah. on. Um, how was your Christmas? Uh, it was good. You know, we uh, we spent some time uh, with my in-laws. Uh, my father-in-law turned uh, 87 on Christmas Day, so happy it's a big number to him. And then uh, spent uh, Christmas Day also with my wife's extended family. Uh, my wife and I actually exchanged stockings this year. We haven't really done um, Christmas gifts the last few years because we've been spending money on the house, and that's kind mm -hmm. of been mm -hmm. our gift. But we, yeah, we did uh, we did gifts for each other this year, so it was. Uh, it was and nice. what were they? What did you get? The what did you get, Mrs. Ron? Uh, the big gift. My my wife has officially become a Philadelphia Eagles fan um, because she's a fan of the Kelsey brothers, and she doesn't want to root for the okay. Chiefs. So obviously, so I got her a uh, Jason Kelsey. Uh, Kelly Green Philadelphia Eagles jersey, which she is uh, nice. she wore earlier today for the Eagles game. Yes, and uh, I'm sure she was uh, you know very happy. I'm sure she stressed out a lot during that game, um, and uh, I'm sure it was just filled with uh, lots of ups and downs. Uh, but I'm glad she wore that shirt. Uh, she collects glass uh, Christmas tree ornaments, so I got a couple of mm -hmm. those for her. Um, what else did I get her? Got her a, a desk calendar. Did not buy her a parking spot. She's uh, she's fully remote, and she has one prepaid, I think, for from a couple of years ago. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so mm -hmm. it was it was nice. Nothing huge, but uh, she liked the jersey. Good, very nice, very nice. And yeah. what did she get you? Uh, a lot of clothing. So uh, some button down shirts. Um, trying to think if she got me anything other than clothing, but I think it was clothing, underwear, slippers. Um, she from the great Dave Hill got the uh, dangerous snakes who hate bullshit T-shirt from the Dave Hill store. This is a very quality. We should talk to Dave about his uh, his clothing supplier because this is a quality T-shirt right here. Um, so yeah, just uh, nothing nothing crazy, nothing out of mm -hmm. the uh, ordinary, but uh, just like I said, just uh, something to say that we think of each other. Aww. What about you? How was uh, how was your holidays? My lady took me to London. That's right, Ron. Um, went to go spend some time. I'm going to say this to you. Um, uh, it did not feel as I was expecting like a a uh, like a little Christmas town. I was expecting Lon all of London to um, uh, to uh, to be feeling Christmas. Um, there was a lot of um, how do I put this politely. Um, there were a lot of people who looked like they were waiting for Muhammad to show up and not um, Santa Claus. Um, the number of uh, Palestinian flags I saw flying in the streets of London rather than um, uh, British flags was uh, made me a little nervous. You know, with this nose, with this nose, <laughs> you're not getting very far in, uh, in unfriendly uh, in fr unfriendly areas. I, I remember at one point I stopped to take a photo of a flag that was uh, flying 
and I was told very quickly um, by my loved one, uh, Mrs. Bryant, to be like, I don't want to get into trouble. Please keep walking. Do not stop. Do not stop. This is not a good neighborhood. This is not a good neighborhood. Keep walking. <laughs> keep walking. I don't want to have to explain. Oh, my God. We're going to get um, – but uh, uh, it was very fun. I mean, I'm going to say this. Have you ever hit that point where you've just had enough food and you're just – and you actually feel like you're just done with food for a couple of oh, days, yeah. weeks, yeah. whatnot? I ate so much food when I was over there. And I know people trash British uh, uh, cuisine. Um, I don't really, uh, you know, I had I had the traditional, uh, you know, Christmas roast, if you okay. would. Um, I ate a lot of food. Um, by the time I left London, I remember uh, Mrs. Bryan saying to me, um, what do you want to do for dinner today? And I remember saying to her, I would be perfectly happy skipping a meal. Because I am just done with food. I there's yeah. nothing that makes me excited right now. I just I've eaten so much. I just don't want anymore. And I know one of the problems I have, which is that I don't like wasting food. So right. when somebody brings out a you know a platter, they bring out a plate. I sit there, and what I see is not only just you know um, you know the 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 effort and the love that was put into preparing that plate, but also the cost of it. You know, food's not cheap during you know Biden economics. It's not um, you know nothing's free anymore, um, except if you're on you know getting food stamps, um, which you know the Democrats love giving away because they want people just you know sucking on the government teat. Nobody wants to just pull up their bootstraps and you know, um, you know, uh, provide for themselves anymore. Um, but it's just, you know, um, uh, uh, we were out at a, um, at a, at a, at a restaurant and it was just plate after plate kept coming out. And, uh, uh Mrs. Brian's mom just was like, here, you try this, try this. This is, you know, uh, we had this made for you. And I was like, okay, bring it on just profusely. You know me, I love to sweat when I, uh, sure. when spicy food comes out. Um, and, uh, you know, and the thing is this also, um, they're all used to spicy food. Like they're not sweating at all. They're not even noticing that it's spicy. And I'm just like, you know, I mean, am I delicious? Just delicious. <laughs> like at one point, I did take a, uh, uh, a napkin and I just wiped my head down with it, and you could just see it. It soaked through. Embarrassing. Just utterly should, embarrassing. Should you maybe get like one of those headbands, uh, sweatbands for your head when you eat spicy food? Well, it'll it'll just absorb here, but you'll still see this hit. My God, you can almost see the scalp. I'm going fucking gray. Oh, there was another thing. Listen to this one. This one hurt a lot. So I was FaceTiming with my niece yesterday, and you know we're just catching up. And my sister walked by in the background, and she looked and she goes, "My God, you have so much gray hair. When did that happen?" I saw, I saw her two months ago. I don't, I don't understand. Like, like <laughs> she's just like, my God, you have so much gray hair. It really kind of hurt my feelings. She she meant it with love, I'm sure. Oh no, there was no love, no love, no love. Well, even more, even yeah. more importantly uh, than how your holidays were, Brian. What are you watching? Oh, okay. Um, I finished a couple shows recently. Uh, yeah. I finished The Crown. Remember last uh, episode, yep. episode 284, I bemoaned the facts that my uh, my beloved had watched five episodes of part two of season four, five, six, whichever it was, the newest season of The uh, the Crown on Netflix. Not only did I catch up to her, um, but I made sure that we watched episodes nine and ten together, holding uh-huh. each other as we watched the series that had been going on for probably, I think, about six years, um, come to an end. Uh, really well done. You know, uh, I would not describe myself as a fan of the monarchy. 
Um, but I do love history and I do love tradition. So one would think that I would love um, a, a good monarchy. Um, just a really, a really good show. Very well done. Also finished the new season of Slow Horses. Mm. Solid. Not as good as the first two seasons. So if you've knocked them out, um, lower your expectations a little bit. But absolutely, Gary Oldman, uh, just solid in it. Uh, also finished the first season of what was that show uh, on Apple TV where they go into space? Um, all oh, the presidents uh, for, all man, um, for all mankind. For all mankind, I was close. Uh, finished the first season of that. Really well done. I know you said it goes down um, in the future uh, seasons, but I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. Also, last night knocked all three episodes of Getting Gotti on Netflix. What do you think? Where of it? they? Um, I enjoyed it. Having grown yeah. up in New York. Um, where, you know, uh, I, I basically, you know, as you know, my, uh, uh, you know, uh, I grew up in a household where we watched the news, um, every night from, you know, five to, you know, seven or whatnot, the, you grew up with John Gotti. You just, you know, it, it was impossible to go a day without hearing some story about him. So it, what I enjoyed the most about it was, um, uh, seeing all the different new, the local newscasts, because I, I, I would sit there and I remember that uh, reporter. I know that guy. I remember him, Ernie Anastas. And you, you just sit there and it was just all these faces that you haven't seen in so many years. Um, really, I thought they told the story very well of his rise um, within the Gambino uh, uh, organization um, and uh, the obsession that the uh, government had in taking him down. Um, rightfully, wrongfully, whatnot. Although there was um, a couple of things they left out that I thought was actually key, which was that final trial, they had actually banned his lawyer, um, uh, Cutler, from being able to defend him, saying that Cutler really? had actually had been caught on. If I remember correctly, they had caught Cutler on audio tapes um, uh, uh, plotting crimes with Gotti um, and people where he was caught on, uh, you know, the wiretaps, basically helping strategize, you know, how something should be done to avoid, you know, government, you know, um, and they said, basically, you can't come in here and act as a, you know, as a, as a, as a member of the bar, um, representing the law, if you're going, if you are, um, uh, breaking the law. So they basically kicked him off, um, the defense table, um, forcing Gotti to use other, uh, counsel. And coincidentally, he, um, he was found guilty in that uh, trial. They they didn't mention any of that, which I thought was weird. Um, but that's what I've been watching lately. Very good. Well, you've been keeping up on things. Ron? Yes. What are you watching? Um, watching a few things. I started watching. This was uh, this one's back in 2017. Um, the series Mr. Mercedes, uh, based on the Stephen King novel. Um it was on, I forget what channel it was on. It was on AT&T television. So I remember at the time I didn't have access to that channel. Uh, but I am I think I'm like eight or nine episodes through season one. I think they did two seasons of it. Wait a uh, second. You're t- yeah. Whoa, time out, time out. Okay. They did right. three, they've done three seasons of Mr. Mercedes? Three seasons. So I'm, I got two more seasons to go. I will say they, as I said, we're, I'm only a couple of uh, episodes away from the end of season one. And I don't think they're going to get to the point where the book ends, where it wraps sure. up. So um, I'm kind of bummed that there, you say it's three seasons. Like I could see there being two seasons of material, but three seems like a bit of a, a stretch, but we'll see. Ron, I just finished the new book in the, in, in uh, following um, Holly Gibney. Ah. Just, so I think that's the fourth book. 
um, okay. or fifth. I'm not sure, but I know that there were three books in the Mr. Mercedes trilogy. I think this is the fourth. Uh, you could call it a spinoff. You could. Um, had no idea that this show even existed. I will be watching it. All right. Put it on your list. Uh, caught some it's on movies. Peacock. It's on Peacock now, yes. Um, yeah. Watched Saltburn um, on Amazon Prime. Uh, so oh. it's, uh, everyone's been talking about Saltburn. Um, it was a it was a lot of uh, TikTok videos about it. Um, younger people watching this movie and being shocked by it. Um, I watched it. I mean, it was good. It was uh, it was it was a good movie. Um, very similar. Someone said it was very similar to uh, the talented Mr. Ripley, um, a movie I have not seen, but I'll take their word on it. Right. Um, but I, I would see where there were definitely some cringe worthy moments in the film, but people were like filming their reactions to watching Saltburn like they were they were like scarred for life. And maybe it's just really? indicative of the media that you and I have taken in over the years. But I was like, you know, that was kind of creepy at points, but uh, I don't know that uh, I was shocked at anything, but it was a good film. Um, I will say that much. Um, actually went out to the movie theater to watch uh, The Iron Claw, uh, the, uh, the film about the Von Erich family uh, starring what, Zac Efron, and uh, who's yep. the guy from uh, from the Bear Lip Gallery? The Bear. Oh, that would be uh, that's Carrie Von Eric. <laughs> he is, yes, he is Carrie Von Eric in the movie. Uh, let me see if I can find his name. Uh, Jeremy Allen White. Um, so it was uh, it was a very interesting telling of the uh, the Von Eric family story if you're not familiar with the von erichs uh, was a wrestling family based out of out of texas their dad fritz von erich was a wrestler and then all the boys uh went into yeah. wrestling at, at various times and um you know there was talk of a von erich curse because their youngest brother uh jack jr passes away at the age of five and then david von erich uh, dies of uh, a ruptured intestine over in japan in 1984 um and then uh, Michael, Chris, and Carrie Von Eric end up uh, dying over the years uh, at their own hand. So um, it's a, a tragic story. You've got five brothers, and at the end of the story, you just have Kevin Von Eric being the only one that's left alive. But it was, mm -hmm. you know, from from I don't think you need to be a pro wrestling fan to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. It was a lot more wrestling heavy than I would have thought. Um, but it tells an interesting story. The funny thing is, is they really play with the the timeline. So you you think a lot of this stuff actually takes place within like a two to three year time frame, which I think makes the story seem that much more unbelievable. Like it's a tragic story no matter what. But the fact that it seems to be so condensed into a short period of time, um, you know, I, I, again, I think it would have been hard to tell like the entire 25 year saga. Uh, sure. But I, I was it was a decent movie, but I wanted I wanted more out of it. And the funny thing is, is uh, Chris Von Eric, one of the brothers who also ends up committing suicide, not even in the movie. Like apparently they decided there was just so much tragedy amongst David and Carrie and Michael that they just felt throwing this this fifth brother in there would be overkill. Look at that ruptured intestine, apparently, allegedly. You know who allegedly. also died? You know who also had a ruptured intestine? Remember that guy that videotaped himself getting um, uh, 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 buggered by a horse? You ever <laughs> see that video on the internet? It going, this is going back like maybe, I'm going to say 15, 20 years or maybe less on the internet. Maybe 10. That's probably more accurate. Remember there was a guy in Washington State 
who would, um, there was like a, a farm in Washington state where people would go to have sex with animals. And this guy videotaped himself having sex with the horse. And then he showed up to the hospital a couple hours later. It was basically bleeding to death. Uh, I, I forgot that. Sorry. Really? How do you, how could you forget that? Um, I'm going to look it up, but yes, keep uh, going. Billy, keep Billy's going. asking. He heard Lance von Eric was cut a lot from it. He was, if, if you were not familiar with the character of Lance von Eric, you would not even realize he was in the film, but no spoilers. Here, Seattle man dies after sex with horse, 2005. So that's 19 years ago. And finally, Brian, um, the last thing I watched, and I think it's, I recommended I'm sorry. I think I recommended this to you, and I recommend yeah. it to everybody out there because it is it is a, a level of insanity. Um, it's a documentary on HBO, on Max, if you will, um, mm -hmm. called Love Has Won, The Cult. Mm -hmm of mother god um so this is uh it's about a woman uh named amy carlson um she formed a religious group as so often happens in these cult films um, sure, called sure. love has won and so right. the the premise of love has won is that jesus has returned to earth um, in the form of Amy Carlson, who no longer goes by Amy Carlson after a few years. Um, she just goes by Mother God. And then whoever she is dating at the time becomes Father God. And there are numerous Father Gods over the years, as the documentary tells you. Um, there are certain galactics, they call, that um, give her messages through her followers and who will eventually bring their spaceships to earth to take her away. And as she ascends to the next plane, uh, who you may ask, Brian, are the galactics led by, uh, none other. Ron, than Robin Ron, Williams. Ron, 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 who are the yeah. galactics led by? They're led by Robin Williams. Apparently there is, the there is a, the comedian after he passed away. There is there is a scene in the documentary where someone holds up this big ass poster board and it's got a, a picture of Amy Carlson, Mother God on it. And then photos sure. of who they feel all her luminaries are. Um, Robin Williams, of course, being one of the main ones. John Lennon's in there because John Lennon pilots all the spaceships. Um, so all these dead celebrities, Donald Trump in there, even though he's not dead, he is <laughs> apparently still a galactic just trapped in his Earth form. So this, this is, is lunacy, level, right? This is the level of the level of crazy that we're dealing with. And the the series starts off with police finding her dead mummified body in one of the homes okay. that her and her followers lived in. And then they tell the story as to how, you know, it got to the point where she dies because she wasn't eating. She was drinking tons of colloidal silver because that apparently is a cure all. Uh, but they also time made out, time out, time out, time out. Yes, yes, you said yes. that um, she was drinking colloidal silver. Colloidal silver. So that is apparently in in the in the cult world that or in the I guess holistic healing world, colloidal silver is a big cure all. Hold on a no, second. No, I don't. Is Hold there colloidal silver in your hydrogen water? Hold on a second. Next level. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Honestly, how can anybody? read this little fucking tiny little right. print how would so you anyway it is it is three episodes it is the perfect length like there is no there's no fucking around it is a a great uh <laughs> interesting docuseries you feel bad for 
most of the people involved because even though Amy Carlson has died there, she still has her followers because she didn't die, Brian. She just ascended. And when humanity gets to a point where they can't accept her, uh, she will come back after that. Um, but that's, it was that's horseshit, right? It, it's, it's a little bit horseshit. Yes. Uh, real quick. Janelle's asking if I've seen what if I am way behind on my Disney plus watching. Um, so I need to catch up on what if season two. I also need to catch up on Loki. What's what if? What, what is what is if? A, it's a Marvel show. It's the animated Marvel show where they talk about different realities and what if, you know, certain situations. Is that the one where it's like, what if Brian actually watched Brock Meyer? I believe that is one of the storylines. Yes. Eh, go for but anyway, go. Brian, the reason I, the reason I mention uh, love has won is we really need to talk about forming a cult because <laughs> they were bringing in, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue from really? live streams from selling colloidal silver um they would they would book healing sessions you know it like she really it seemed like she cherry picked from like scientology and twin flames and a lot of different uh cults out there to mm -hmm. just really generate um generate a lot of uh, a lot of cash and so I feel like this is this is what it seems like how you how you come up with like talking points for being a cult. It is like mm -hmm. zealotry improv. Like you say anything you want to say and you just rely on your followers to say yes and and then it just goes on. Ooh, from there. I like that. So I think we need to think about, you know, what kind of crazy story that we can come up with. Um, that people can relate to and believe in and then send us money for um, their counseling. Listen, I, I think as, as your champion, Ron, as your champion, I think it's only fitting that I be the cult leader. I, I, well, again, by the time we get this up and running, I think uh, it'll be around Super Bowl time. So we will see um you know who the champion is at that point what does it take what do you think are the is how do you start off a cult all right so i, I think mean you, I, know I, the, think... I know the end plan the end plan right. is we take suckers money i get that right 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 how do we start what do we right. what, so what are i, we I offering think the world i well i think how you start is you 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 pick out something that is that is going on that is distressing people and you give it a crazy connection as to why that's happening. And then you okay. give them solutions to that. So, all right, let me, let me, let me just kind of brainstorm here. Just kind of go with you, just yes and me. Top of the head. So, yes. Uh, so, so Brian, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed lately in your life, in friends' lives, lives of people out there that people are really struggling. Um, people are struggling more these days than they have in the past. Um, people have, have less. True. I mean, think about it. Every generation before ours, we did better than our parents. And now we're looking yeah. at generations that are doing worse, worse than their parents. Sure. And, and, sure. and why, why do you think that is, Brian? Why is this? Well, I, are, are, well I, let me ask you a question first, Brian. Are you, yeah. are you willing to open up your mind? And be open to something that might seem fantastical at first. But once you really think about it, once you really wrap your brain around it, you're going to see how all this ties together. Are you, yes, can you, can you promise me that? 
Of course. All right. So are you open to the thought that our reality, our dimension is not the only one out there that exists, Brian? I mean, can you prove that it isn't? I can't. I mean, all right, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm listening. So what I'd like you to think about, Brian, is the fact that there are parallel dimensions, parallel universes that run alongside of ours and that you mm. exist on multiple planes. What? And the more six, the more successful your alternate selves are in these other planes, the less successful you are in this plane. So they're actually, oh. they're actually these other yous are parasites. They are sucking your success out to another dimension. And you want to know why that is, that. Brian? You can't have what? that, Brian. You can't have that. Because our eyes and our minds are not open to the truth. You have other parallel dimensions where they accept the fact that there are parallel dimensions. And they have tricked us, Brian. They have put things in media. They have put things in entertainment. We think multiverses only exist in science fiction and Marvel movies and things like that. Our alternate selves sure. have put those in our timeline to confuse us and steal our success away from us. So Brian, what I would like you to do, Brian, is I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a free consultation to explain how you can rise above this and how you can steal back this energy from other dimensions. The only thing yes. I'm going to ask you to do, Brian, is I'm going what to can I do? To, I'm going to need you to talk to five people, and I'm going to need you to talk. Though, would, would you think this information would be valuable to five people that you know and are close with, Brian? God, at, at least five. Exactly. Well, I'm only asking for five right now. I'm only. I, I appreciate your your eagerness to help. I want you to convince those five people to sign up uh, for our Patreon level at a hundred dollars or higher a month. Because for that $100, I will give each of those five individuals personal sessions to talk about how they can steal their energy back from these other dimensions. And once you give me those five people, Brian, then yeah. I will give you your free consultation. And granted, I will make the same offer to those five individuals. If those five individuals each can bring five individuals, five paying individuals to the table, I yeah, will give them yeah. a free month on the Patreon. You're so generous. You're it's too generous. What we do, it's what we do here at Love is Ron and Brian. Love is Ron and Brian. Love is Ron and Brian. I, Ron, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm ready to suck <laughs> your. I'm ready to suck your dick. Let alone give talk to five people for you. I mean, that's that's literally the level that I mean. I'm ready to get on my knees. Is it is it the voice, Brian? Is it when I put this? Soothing. Yes. Oh no, no. It's, first on. off, you you know what you're doing, Daddy. You know that you are taking it to a place <laughs> where, like, I suddenly I start getting a little loopy, a little weepy, um, and uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm I'm thinking about making some decisions about my life that I really haven't thought through. Bal, uh, Ali asked a question. When are you not thinking about sucking me off, Brian? Is is a good question. That is a damn good question. I don't have I, I I don't have a good answer for that because I, that's a daily uh, I would say at least two three times a day. Also valid. Uh, they said that uh, you were going to suck me off when I opened McAllen. You had that look. You did have that look. 
Oh, that McAllen. And we can't we can't pass up uh, Billy's good burn on me when we were talking about Marvel's What If. Uh, what if Ron got any points in the 2023 Ron and Brian death pool? And it's true. I have to own up to it. God we are it. now uh, just three hours and 12 minutes away from the new year. And I have yet to score any points in the 2023 Ron and Brian death pool. It's, it's been a rough year uh, wagering wise for me. I, I can't I can't deny that. See, that pisses me off because I already have this lined up. I was ready to say, Ron, what do Al Roker, Barry Windham, Bob Newhart, Dick <laughs> Van Dyke, Dick Vitale, Gunna, Harvey Weinstein, Jim Ross, Johnny Irwin, Kanye West, Paul Pelosi, Pooh Shiesty, Robert Plant, Shannon Doherty, Steve McMichael, Ted Nugent, Terry Bradshaw, Tim Curry, Vladimir Putin, and William Daniels. What do they all have in common? They're all they're all my picks and they're all alive, Brian. They're all their all hearts alive. still beating in their chest. Uh, but this is just a reminder, all you folks out there, you still have a few hours left to enter uh, in the 2024 Ron and Brian Death Pool. Um, the sure. links are out there. If you go to our Facebook page, if you go to our Instagram, if you go to our Twitter, um, the links are there. We will repost them uh, for you. Make sure you get your entries in. Uh, by the midnight tonight, mm -hmm. December 31st. I think we have, uh, I want to say we have seven or eight entries so far. Let me just check. That's not enough. I'll let you know. That's but yes, we want, we want more. We want uh, a competition. Uh, what are the prizes again? We do what, 100 bucks for first place? Yeah, 100 bucks for first place. Um, and then um, basically, Ron, you give, um, you provide oral sex to whomever wins. I don't right. believe, but all right. Um, we have eight yeah. entries now so far. I have completed my entry. Uh, Brian, we still seem to be waiting on yours. Uh, I will. But, uh, just, anyone else well. out there? Um, I have not gone through the entries yet. I always like to make my picks, and I did those uh, late last evening. Uh, mm -hmm. to make sure that you know there's no improprieties. But uh, in just thumbing through some of these, I see some. I see some popular choices um, mm -hmm. this year. I feel better about my picks this year than I did last year. I know I took uh, some leaps of faith on certain uh, certain people out there um, who mm -hmm. somehow managed to hang uh, hang for an another year. Not quite sure how that happened, uh, but we uh, we lost a few more people uh, this year. Uh, we lost parasite actor. Uh, Lee Sun Kyun, uh, he was found dead in a car um, after mm -hmm. facing what drug and gambling, or excuse me, a drug yeah. probe and a blackmail plot by a uh, a, a, a waitress. Um, he was only 48 years old, discovered unconscious inside a car beside a charcoal briquette, um, which can mm -hmm. cause carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, one thing is very true. Um, South Korea does not fuck with drugs. Um, it's one of the few. Think about it. It's you know, first off, their um, uh, prime minister, president, or whatever you know, the guy in current currently in power. I do not remember his name. Um, he recently ran on a, um, on a on a very strong anti drug agenda. Um, basically, you are getting rolled up by the police for 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 any regardless of. Um, you know, uh, there's no like type one drug, type two drugs. Anything is bad drugs over there. Um, and this is weird. Weird, not uh, weird is not really the right word here. But you can be arrested, convicted, and jailed in South Korea for doing drugs 
in another country. So if you are South Korean, yeah, okay. if you are South Korean and you are traveling to the United States where this, where um, you are, say you are in the uh, state of New York, where um, marijuana is considered recreational and completely legal, um, and you do uh, is a, a joint or whatever or whatnot, um, and you fly back to South Korea. If they can prove that you smoked marijuana while you were in New York in the United States, you can be um, arrested, uh, uh, go to trial, convicted, and you can go to prison for that. Which it, to me, it's wild. Which I guess is the same way that Texas is trying to um, uh, 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 convict women for getting abortions outside the state of Texas. I mean, Texas is basically the uh, uh, South Korea now. Right. Uh, very similar. Very similar. Uh, also mm. passing away, Brian, uh, Bill Granger, dying at the age of 54, uh, mm. best known as the inventor of avocado toast. Um, he, uh, his invention catapulted Australian cafe culture to international acclaim. Uh, Brian, mm-hmm. do you like avocado toast? I do, but I don't understand the obsession with it. Right. Um, I also don't see it as a meal. I know that, you know, the millennials love having their, um, their cortados with avocado toast. I like toast. I like avocados. I like, um, but I don't understand. I, I, I feel it's, it's not fulfilling enough, um, to sit down as a, as an entire meal. There you go. I, I would agree. I like uh, I like a little bit of avocado toast. Uh, afterwards, a little too much can be excessive, and some some places go yeah. on top with what they put on it. See, to me, a cup of coffee, uh, you know, uh, two fried eggs, yep. avocado toast, like one piece of toast, some avocado spread across it, maybe uh, you know, uh, some uh, uh, impossible sausage or impossible bacon. Um, you know, so to go like uh, as part of a full meal, sure. I don't see just eating avocado. Toast. Like you can go for breakfast, for brunch um, on a Sunday. Oh, I'll have avocado toast. And they'll bring you two pieces of toast slathered in avocado. It's Jojo says avocados are ick. Wrong. Avocados are very good. Um, but they're not. They're not the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, also passing away this week, two-time Oscar nominee Tom Wilkinson, uh, passing away suddenly at the age of 75, uh, known for his roles in The Full Monty, Shakespeare in Love, The Patriot, and Batman Begins, uh, died at his home in the UK on Saturday. Um, no cause of death announced just yet. And then earlier today, Brian, uh, three-time NASCAR champion Carl Kale Yarborough Passing away oh, at no. the age of 84, uh, he's considered one of NASCAR's all-time greatest drivers and the first to win three consecutive cup titles. Um, his crowning achievements include four Daytona 500 victories and five Southern 500 wins. Um, his mm-hmm. championships in 1976, 77, and 78 made him the only driver to win three straight NASCAR titles until Jimmy Johnson's run of five in a row. Now, Brian, you. Um, are a huge NASCAR fan. Um, a lot of people don't realize that about you. Um, this nice. has to be tough. How are how are you feeling um, hearing this news earlier today? Well, I'm uh, I'm I'm grieving. I mean, I, I think that's the only um, the only way to put it. I mean, everybody knows. I mean, first off, I don't like uh, making left turns. I am not a fan of a left hand turn. I'm in a car. Sure. I'm sitting in the passenger seat. 
it's my, you know, uh, the driver starts to make a, 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 a right-hand turn. I'm like, no, 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 no. We only make left-hand turns. That's all we do. Um, but all joking aside, it is, um, you know, uh, Carl Yarborough, um, the, the, the numbers he's put up in his lifetime as a driver, um, a lot of people don't realize, you know, he was born March 27th in 1939. Um, he came from humble beginnings. You know, he started in 1963 without a full-time ride, but soon he signed on to drive the number 19 Ford for Herman Bean. I mean, listen, when, when we're talking Herman Bean, we know that we are talking legendary NASCAR Began, you know, the next season, he was. He also spent some time driving with Holman Moody down at the uh, North Wilkesboro Speedway. Um, he also spent some time over at Valdosta Speedway. He spent some time driving for Banjo Matthews back in 1966. When Good old was, Banjo uh, Matthews. When he was on number 21 for the Wood Brothers. Mm, let the boy learn. But let's, rem- <laughs> let's never forget his first win, 1965. Last win, 1985, when he won the Miller High Life 500 in Charlotte. Over his lifetime, 83 wins, 319 top tens, 69 times was he the pole. Nice. Um, but uh, and that was just the NASCAR Cup Series. Let's not forget the NASCAR Grand National E Series when he was when he um, uh, played seven. Time's gotta stop. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off there, but we do. We are running up close to an hour. Uh, Billy did uh, make a good comment. Uh, also passing away, uh, Masasha Ozawa, also known in pro wrestling circles as Killer Khan, passing away this weekend at the age of 76. That's a shame. That's an absolute shame. Um, oh, uh, I don't are, remember him. We have stories of the week, Brian. Uh, we should probably get to our final stories of the week. These yeah, are stories yeah. that we want to make sure that we don't miss on. Um, so uh, if you don't mind, I think I should do my story first. Go first. I feel I feel your story, while my story is good, I feel your story kind of tops a little bit. And, and I Go rarely say that. I rarely say that I feel topped by you. Although you would like that, um, you've mentioned that in Maybe. Some journal writings and to your therapist, I understand that. But uh, my story this week is about a New Jersey man who blamed his DWI on the fact that the Jets suck. Which uh, I know, wagering wise, we have made a lot of money off of. Um, but uh, this uh, this gentleman, sure. pull up his mug shot here. Um, this is, uh, do I have a name for him? Let's see here. Christopher Grayshock, 57 sure. years old of West Milford, was charged after he rear-ended another vehicle, injuring um, at least one woman in the process. He was charged with DWI and charged with assault by auto. Um, officers from the Wayne Police Department said Grayshock was, quote, staggering and swaying, unable to walk straight in danger of falling onto the highway. Uh, police administered a field sobriety test. He allegedly failed the test by registering a blood alcohol level of 0.13%, well above New York's legal limit of 0.08%. Uh, he said he had been drinking heavily uh, because, well, as he said, uh, the fact that the Jets suck. Well, that's a shame. Uh, not a reason. Not a reason. 
Um, I mean, the fact that I mean, the, the Jets went most viral recently uh, because one of their defensive players was uh, saying fuck you to multiple Browns fans oh after their loss. How awesome first, was that? Like, How one of the greatest awesome videos that? I've seen. Like, he, he was, was doing it in a fun way. He's just pointing at people and he'd be like, uh, no, no, not you. The guy behind you. The guy behind you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, fuck you. Uh, you? Yeah. Fuck you. Oh, wait, wait. Over there. Uh, no, no, no. You? No, no. Right behind. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck so. you. But what was great was that he was. they were down by like 30 points at the time. Like he was in right. no place to trash talk right. whatsoever. But um, just just really well done. Really well done, my friend. Um, what? Uh, so what's your story, Brian? I've, I've talked about okay. my story. And again, it was Michael Michael Clemens, uh, just Michael Clemens, uh, yelling "fuck you" many times at. Uh, oh, at, so good! Uh, listen, my story takes us to the great state of Wisconsin, and you know, listen, education is very important, Ron. You know that, right? It is. Yes, without a doubt. And I think that you know, education is a you know um, a value in this country that is has been lost. Um, you know, we, we seem to have prioritized in, in recent years how we feel as opposed to um, what we know. Um, but education is something that, you know, has always been a focus in my life. Um, and in Wisconsin, um, you know, the, the University of Wisconsin um, uh, school, the system, um, they recently kicked out a local chancellor by the name of Joe Gow, G-O-W. He is the chancellor of the University of Wisconsin, La Crosse. I'm going to pronounce it La Crosse. I'm not sure. It's C-R-O-S-S-E. For all of our many French-speaking fans, if you want to correct me, please do so. But they recently let go the chancellor of this university, who had held this position since two. 2007. Why, you may ask, he was actually the longest tenured leader um, in the University of Wisconsin system. However, um, he was recently lost his job, fired without um, any due process because it was a recently um, acknowledged by him, by his wife, somehow connections were made that Joe Gao and his wife, the lovely Carmen Wilson, uh, are you familiar with Car uh, uh, Carmen Wilson? Uh, I was not until you sent me some uh, some video clips this past week. Video clips, you say? Yes. Wait, wasn't um, that uh, wasn't that uh, that show? Where in the world is Carmen Wilson? No, 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 no. This was um, a uh, listen. I know you. I know you love a good kick, a good cooking program. You I love do. watching people cook. Um, oh. But you also like self, self, sexy, healthy cooking because cooking is not just about the calories that you take in, but it can also be sexy, but yet healthy. Um, so Joe Gow and his wife, Carmen Wilson here is pictured here on the screen holding a football. I'm assuming that's the school's football field. Um, they liked to make videos online, which featured them um, uh, cooking in their kitchen. I mean, Nothing wrong with that. Is, why would I, and, and why would you pick an issue with uh, you know a, a, a couple married in love with each other? Um, maybe is it because they decided they wanted to express their love after cooking a meal? Perhaps, perhaps. Oh, this is where Joe Gow and his wife took it a little too far. If you're living in Wisconsin, because Joe Gow and his wife, um, not only did they have their sexy, healthy cooking channel online, but then decided that right after they were cooking meals, 
they were going to start filming each other having sex and put these videos up on Pornhub, OnlyFans, and other adult websites, um, which apparently, if you are a university chancellor, this is frowned upon. Um, I don't know, Ron, did you partake in um, looking at any of the videos? I, I did watch the video. Um, again, uh, it was, uh, listen, it was just two people expressing love for each other. Um, she is an attractive woman. He he is, uh, he looks uh, disturbingly like Christopher Lloyd to me. Uh, so that kind of ruined the overall effect, but. Yeah, yeah. not attractive. Not, I didn't want, want to watch him have sex. When when he yelled out "Great Scott" uh, during the uh, the cum shot, it was uh, it was a bit much. It was a bit much. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, I did not. Um, I, I I fast forwarded through quite a bit of it, um, but I actually um, I actually have a real issue with people losing their jobs um, because of what they do outside of work. We've spoken yeah. about this, you know, especially during the BLM, uh, um, you know, uh, troubles of twenty twenty when um, there were people protesting in the streets. Um, a lot of good people on both sides, you know, of the of that argument. Um, but, uh, you know, I did not, uh, you know, I, I don't believe that, you know, uh, I feel very strongly that um, you should not, uh, your employment should not um, be tied to behavior outside of that form of employment. Sure. And I know that there are certain jobs that are going to sit there and try and sneak in a morals clause and whatnot. But I believe that, you know, if, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, we watch the number of people who have been fired. We watch college students getting kicked off their sports teams for saying words they probably shouldn't have. Um, I It doesn't sit right with me. And joke out, regardless of whether I want to watch him and his wife have sex with each other, um, I certainly don't understand why he is no longer eligible for performing the duties of the chancellor at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. Uh, uh, school simply because he likes to film him himself and his wife um, having sex with each other. Yeah, uh, again, it's uh, they're in a, obviously a loving relationship, and uh, they are fine sharing that with the public. And yeah, I agree with you. I'm not quite sure. Well, again, there there are, as we have shown in some of our segments um, w with the but the drag queens are the problem. We have so sure. many. Uh, we have so many teachers and school officials uh, having sex with underage kids. You would think they would want to show off and be like, hey, here's our chancellor. He's having sex with his wife who is of age. Yeah. Like you would think that sure. would be a selling point for your school. At the yeah. same time. Exactly. He's not having sex with his students. He's not right. like, you know, um, yeah, it, 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 that one just doesn't sit well with me. Um, one, uh, one final story I wanted to try and sneak in before we, uh, before we finish up the year is we're going to go down to Texas, Brian, uh, one of our favorite uh -oh. states along with, uh, with Florida. Uh, this is JD Bales. He is a former assistant soccer coach at Bridgeport high school. He was arrested, uh, because what did he do, Brian? He went to a Houston strip club and paid for his tab, uh, with his school district credit card. Uh, he was charged with felony charges of theft of property. Uh, he went to the Men's Club of Houston and uh, spent $5,455.81 uh, 
um, of the district's money at a strip club while attending a coaching clinic. That right, he spent six times what Brian managed to spend in one night at a strip club um, and uh, got arrested for it. Uh, he was released after posting a $10,000 bond and then resigned um, as the middle school special education teacher. Uh, he initially told the school that the bank uh, and the bank, the charge was fraudulent uh, before investigators uh, discovered evidence indicating otherwise. Really? I, I yes. mean, how do you how do you talk yourself out of that one? I imagine they've got video cameras all throughout the club. And I, and I think uh, in reading through the story, they also uh, he also signed off on the credit card charge. Oh, fucking idiot. <laughs> idiot. Never do that. Use cash. Always use cash. Just take money out. Say you lost uh, the card. That's the move. So uh, he was hired in 2018 uh, and led the school soccer team as well as working as assistant football coach. Earlier this year in May, six of his soccer players were arrested over allegations of hazing other students as young as 14. Uh, the players who were arrested allegedly stripped other students of their clothing filmed them and made them repeat demeaning and explicit phrases. So just oh. seeming like a real winner overall. That's a shame. That's really bad. Uh, you know what? In that case, yeah, he, he does deserve, he does yes. deserve to lose his job. What's a shame, Brian, is that we have people out there that are still not members of our Patreon uh, and who will not be joining us for After Dark, um, as we have mentioned many, many times before, um, right after the show is over, about uh, probably about 21 minutes from now at 9.30, we will do Ron and Brian After Dark. Uh, it is kind of the saucier stories that YouTube doesn't like us to put out there in the public domain, uh, but you can join that for... I don't want to say for free, but it's an added benefit when you join at the bronze level or higher. Just $10 a month or higher. Don't forget, at $100 a month or higher, you get your cleansing discussion with Ron uh, from the Love is Ron and Brian cult. I mean, Love is Ron and Brian uh, organization. Religion, uh, but, religion, religion. Religion, religion, sorry. Religion. Uh, but join us. Uh, go to Ron and Brian podcast.com. Click on the link uh, to become a sure, patron. You sure, can join sure, us. Sure. Also go to Ron and Brian podcast.com to find our social media links. If you go to our Facebook, to our Instagram, to our Twitter, mm -hmm. you will find the links to join the 2024 Ron and Brian death pool. You've got a little under three hours now to get your submissions in and compete for great prizes and pride. And of course the winner uh, does appear on the main podcast at our discretion. So uh, be sure you get your, uh, your, your choice, your uh, selections in before the end. Sure, we need to. I'm we a, need to. And the college love is kicking in, Brian. I'm finding it hard. I love it. I love it. Let me see how much you got left. How much you got left? I, fin in? I finished the glass. I will probably uh, pour a little bit more for After Dark. Isn't it so good? So good. I so and good. you know what? It, it is. It has been a while since I've had a nice, uh, a nice glass of whiskey or bourbon, yeah. and I realized why I, I wait because um, I can. I can really pour some glasses and drink a lot without even really recognizing yeah. it. Yeah. So good. So good. All yeah. right, people, this was 2023. Ron, I could not say that um, it would be possible that I have loved you more this year than um, I have in previous years. And I'm looking forward to loving you even more in 2024. 
the, the love is mutual. I look forward to continuing to do this. Don't forget to join us for our first episode of 2024, where we will review our predictions of 2023. Ooh, uh, we will be giving our predictions for 2024, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll be reviewing all things Ron and Brian death pool will be announcing the, uh, the winners of the 2023 death pool. And we will, we, we analyze the 2024 picks. we we just, we determine who we feel some great picks are that we may have missed. And we also mm-hmm. uh, lay odds as to who we feel will, uh, will be in the top three come this time yep. next year. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for making this a fantastic 2023. Uh, We wish all of you a very happy and safe New Year's Eve. And we will catch everybody next week in 2024. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.